You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. That's right. We're back. Another episode of FUVFC. I'm back on this week. Jackson Heil alongside Luke Fiore, Christian Hoban, Evan Janikin. That, that is the right pronunciation, right, Evan? Uh, yeah, you nailed it. Think of Anakin Skywalker. That's what I always say. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Janikin. Just with a J. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, back for another episode of FUVFC. Guys, how are we this week? I'm ecstatic. I'm 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 good. As a Liverpool fan, I'm very happy. And as a West Ham fan, I'm pretty happy. So yeah, you, reason you to gotta gotta love those West Ham fans. You know, yeah. eternal optimism. I, I you know I'm doing fine. I'm having a good week. Spurs have won three of their last four matches. I'm a happy boy. Everyone but me. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah I'm but, but that was that was entirely predictable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been in kind of a uh, three month depression, so to speak, since Honestly, this season has started. If I were a Man U fan, I'd be kind of happy with that result. Arsenal's been playing really good soccer. I don't care. I, I, I want Mourinho gone, and then t- until he is, <laughs> I won't be happy. Which Yeah, he'll just keep scrapping yeah, out it's, a little. It's whatever, but a lot more than United to talk about this week. Uh, we got a pretty big docket. We'll, we'll start with the MLS Cup final this, this weekend. I believe tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Yeah, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Portland. That one in Atlanta. And I, I think we all pretty much have the same prediction with that, but we'll get to that in a second. Weird week in the Premier League. Wednesday games this week. A lot to look forward to this weekend as well. Chelsea City, the big ones. But this week, kind of some concern with Chelsea. Losing to Wolves yesterday. 2-1, I believe, was the final mm-hmm. on that one. United-Arsenal, pretty chaotic game. Uh, one of the weirder outcomes I've ever seen, not just because of the result itself, but how it was done. I mean, three of the four goals, actually you could argue all four goals were entirely defensive lapses and collapses on behalf of David David De Gea, who I have nothing but great things to say about. But regardless of that, we'll move on to then the ESPN FC Top 100, which I'm sure we're going to spend ample time on because... Mm. Anything, any type of list that comes out like this, whether it's team of the year, I know Christian always disagrees with a lot of it. I disagree with a lot of it I, as well. I actually think they did a decent job yeah, with this I, list. I do think they did a decent job. There I are have, obviously there some are different individual yeah. Cl- yeah. quibbles you can have yeah. here and there, but I think overall it's a pretty good I, job. Yeah, I think yeah. they did as good a job as possible because we were all pretty And unhappy. we usually don't say that about these type yeah. of lists. We're usually yeah. pretty critical. So especially, got, especially with ESPN. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and one, th- that's shocking in itself that ESPN yeah. did something right. But. I mean, the one bizarre thing was that separation of wingers, forwards, and strikers. Yeah, yeah. but that's just... We'll, we'll, get yeah. To, we'll get to that, but we're going to start with the MLS Cup final. Obviously, we mentioned the second leg of the Western final between Sporting KC and Portland was one Insane. of the more chaotic MLS games I've ever watched, honestly. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure here, I don't watch a ton, ton of MLS. I hate the league itself. There's not a lot of talent. And I just think, honestly, it's I'm not going to say it's boring to watch, but for the most part, yeah, I'm an, you know what I will say. It, it is relatively boring to watch, but you get two teams... In Atlanta and Portland. Atlanta, obviously, one of the better offensive teams we have seen in the MLS in a long time with one of the best seasons in coming from Joseph Martinez, who has been phenomenal. And you have a Portland team who, listen, I, I kind of counted them out pretty early in, in this playoff run. I don't, I didn't think they had much of a shot at being Sporting KC. And then, obviously, that chaotic game that happened last week between Portland and Sporting in KC, Portland somehow winning with nine nine added minutes of time. Crazy game, but I'm going to bring it up to you guys now. I look at this game, being in Atlanta, for one reason, I think counts Portland out off the bat completely. 
And two, I just think the talent level of Atlanta is way too much for Portland to handle. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's a different story with KC. I mean, we did say they're a dominant home team, which they were. We said that last week. But again, the experience plays a huge factor with the Timbers. So I'm not going to count them out of this game. But again, it is a lot harder to play in Atlanta than it is to play in Kansas City at home. I will, but. I'll add this. you got to give Portland a lot of credit for winning on the road in Absolutely. the fashion that they did in mm. that type of atmosphere. But... I don't think we've seen anything like Atlanta playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In I don't think the MLS has ever seen anything like that. And you can only imagine that the atmosphere there for a final is going to be even worse. And I just think for that reason that Portland doesn't have any shot in this one. Yeah, I mean, you saw what they did to the Red Bulls, who had the most points ever of an MLS team in the regular season. They beat them three nothing at home, and it wasn't. It should have been even more. I mean, it, it was a complete embarrassment of the historically quote unquote best regular season team of all time. So I I say that it's going to be three or four nothing um, Atlanta. I don't think wow. Portland's wow. going to really have much of a chance. I mean, Atlanta's offense is unlike anything we have ever seen in the MLS right now. Plus, they're playing in Mercedes Benz Arena, which is a stadium unlike anything we've ever seen in the MLS. So. I, I don't think it's even close. Preface your prediction with that. You predicted Red Bulls to come back and... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said Red Bulls... Hey, I was right in both that my predictions. Prediction. I predicted Portland, and then before I went a little bit too crazy on the Red Bulls train, I did say Red Bulls with the win and Portland move on. And then I, you know, I went with too, too far with the Red Bulls. But I did predict Portland. I will say this about this MLS Cup final. Atlanta, everything you're saying about Atlanta being a great team and having a great atmosphere in that stadium is all true. But it's all the stuff we said about Sporting Kansas City, and I've got two words for you. Diego Valeri, the maestro. I mean, he's the reigning MLS MVP before Joseph Martinez won it this year. We've got the last two MLS MVPs playing against each other in the MLS Cup Final, and it is going to be a buck wild. It's not going to be 3-0. It's not going to be 4-0. It's going to be a really good game, and, and I, I'm very much looking forward to it. I think people forget how good Sebastian Blanco is. Yes. That goal that he scored over the weekend was insane. So uh, that's another factor that plays into this, and we talked about wing play as well. If Espria can come on, he came on late in that game. He didn't make much of an impact, but in the first leg, he did, so... Yeah, I think I, there's a lot of factors at play. Yeah, and, and I, I think if there's if there's one bunch of MLS players who aren't going to get rattled by that atmosphere in Atlanta, I it's think it's Timbers. probably the Portland Timbers. Yeah, that, that Christian, that is a good point because we did talk at length about how Sporting KC the atmosphere there is pretty incredible too. I, yeah. I'd say. I mean, it's it's not you seventy thousand people. Yeah, but, but I mean, you're it's still it's like you said, it's not seventy thousand people, but you're packing it into a pretty small stadium, I would say, and that alone can create an atmosphere in itself and. Give Portland a lot of credit. They, they went on the road and beat... I, I think the one difference, the real difference between Sporting KC and Atlanta is I look at Sporting KC and I was so high on what they do defensively because they're so stout in the back. But Portland was able to put what? What, what was? It? How many did they score on them in the second leg? What was the final? 3-2. Three, 3-2. Three, three, two. Two. Three, two. So being able to put three goals on a defense that I called one of the best that I've seen in the MLS, I mean... Listen, they, they I think I think that I think they could put goals past Atlanta for sure. I, I just think offensively the the firepower is way too much. Well, listen, and, and they, they they did play against each other in Atlanta earlier this season. It was a one one draw. So, I, I I think we're going to get a barn burner in the final. Personally, but listen, the Red Bulls were the number one defense this year, and you saw how Atlanta handled them at home. 
and they were still the best regular season team. So I, I really, like, I admire Portland's effort. I understand they have a lot of playoff experience. They have the composure. They beat Kansas City at home. But for me, it's just, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be a big one for Atlanta. I a think. lot of that Red Bulls thrashing, though, is them ditching their press for that first leg. where they. Yeah. But yeah. The, I think that really the, caused the three goals, to be honest. The thing is, I, I agree. I think the strategy for the Red Bulls was absolutely horrid. But they were, they did concede the least amount of goals in the entire season. So they weren't even able to, their defense wasn't even able to hold off Atlanta when they were playing back defensively. So... I don't necessarily think that Portland. I, I don't know. You guys, you could, you could be right. My but. one thing to add here is that I, I think we've kind of discussed this, but Portland isn't going to be rattled by that type of atmosphere. I, I think, especially Valeri. I think, I think even Sporting mm-hmm. was kind of a little rattled by their own atmosphere at home, which would have been trouble having to play Atlanta. But yeah, I was, <sighs> I was honestly watching that second leg. Even if, if watching that second leg, I was convinced that. If sporting went through, it would be a lot less interesting final than if Portland. Went oh yeah, through. for sure. I mean, yeah. we, we could we could realistically sporting, see eight goals in this game, yeah. and I don't think yeah. that would yeah, be. I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, like five three or something like that. Yeah. So let's get official predictions here. I'll, I'll start with Luke. What do you got? I say four um, one Atlanta. Okay, uh, Evan. What about you? Extra time, three two Timbers. Wow. Yep. All right. Ballsy, man. Yep. Ballsy. I've got Timbers on penalties. Oh. oh. You guys. <laughs> you got to be realistic. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three, three, yeah. three, three, you don't think Big penalties. Brad could stop penalties? Be- beautiful hat trick from Diego Valeri sends <laughs> I, it to. I'm going I'm to say 5-2 Atlanta. And that, that might be ballsy in itself, thinking Atlanta can score five goals right. in a final. But I, I, I don't know. I just. I think there's way too much firepower there, and, and we, me- we mentioned we mentioned yeah, and that that's a big factor in itself. But we also mentioned Portland being able to score against quality defense. They also gave up to they also gave up two goals to Sporting, who I, I don't think are very dynamic offensively. Personally, that's yeah, just Kyrie how, Shelton. That, that's just how I see it. So. Well, Kyrie Shelton wasn't even playing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but but Ger- Gerso was awesome when he came on for Kansas City. Johnny Russell yeah. played amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't get into that. So we got <laughs> two Atlanta, two Portland. It's going to be interesting regardless. I think it's going to be a blowout personally, and I know Luke feels yeah. the same way. But listen, I've definitely seen crazier things you know happen. I mean, I hope for the sake of the MLS it's a close game, but I just don't see it being that way. Yeah, so let's move on across the pond, as I'll say. We'll move over to the Premier League for now. And very interesting week because obviously the Wednesday Premier League games. First off, I love Wednesday Premier League games yes. for a number of yeah. reasons. One, not having to wake up early, probably mm-hmm. my favorite thing because I'm a late sleeper as it is, but 3 o'clock Premier League games have to be my favorite. And this week didn't disappoint in any regard. Uh, Chelsea Wolves, we'll start with that because Chelsea form of late, a little bit concerning. I'm not sure where the concern level is at for you guys, but... Losing against Wolves, a team you very well should beat and definitely have the talent level. And listen, I mean, you can argue that they might have been a little tired, but there's no excuse because Wolves also played last weekend. Yeah. What's the concern level for you guys going into City this weekend for Chelsea? Okay, so I, I, I'm, I was more concerned after the loss to Tottenham than I was after the loss to Wolves because I think Chelsea outplayed Wolves significantly. Rui Patricio had a fabulous game and Kepa had a pretty bad game. That the first goal was just the ball went like yeah, but right by he, him. Here's here's what I'll say to this: You need a lot of quality to beat City. You, yeah. you have City are as clinical in every fashion, and they will beat you 
if you make mistakes. And you can make the argument, I think, that Chelsea outplayed Wolves because they did. But at the same time, you got to have the finishing the result, quality yeah. against City because you're not going to get a ton of chances against them and you have to Absolutely. bury them. And I, when you have the chance like they did and don't convert, that's concerning yeah. to me. I think the the most concerning thing to me about Chelsea is the absolute bizarre way Sari has been using N'Golo Kante in the lineup. Mm, yeah. I don't understand where he's playing. I don't understand what his position is under Sari. I don't think Kante does either. He's kind of all over the place instead of just being that rock in the midfield that he's been as, his entire Chelsea career as good as, and at Leicester. Yeah, as good as Sari has been this year, I, I've had two big questions with him. One is the Kante usage, and also it's kind of been the same thing since Kante was there. The usage of Willian has to change too. I, I think, been I think personally, this year. he's been awful. But I, I think part of that has been his usage too. Yeah. No, he, yeah, I mean, he needs to be playing regularly and being able to play out of this slump. In a, in addition to that, I think just Sari's his midfield's been great. That's what's been carrying the team. Um, other than Conte, Jorginho's played really well. But I think the problem a lot a lot of the problems the defense. David Luiz and Rudiger looked like. Schoolboys out there against Tottenham. First, yeah. David Luiz is awful. awful, awful. And Azpilicueta and at they, right they, back is just, and they don't really have like more options because Christensen's not good either. Yeah, yeah. And and Alonso's electric going forward, but he's not a great yep. defender. Yeah, no, I I, I think and the whole dynamic of they need to, of Chelsea defensively is just it's really poor. They need to put Azpilicueta back in the center of the midfield because when he was in the center of the midfield last really. Year, I think I mean that's it. That's he's a, he's he's by far their best defender, and he's a pretty pacey center back. I think he's being misused at right back. While he's still a phenomenal right back, he would be much more of an asset to the team if they moved him back to center back. I think. But then who plays right back? Yeah, <laughs> they go out and get someone to play right back. But they, they need. Do we, do we bring Branislav <laughs> Ivanovic back from no, the dead? Mo, put Moses back at right back, honestly. But they need to shore up that center back position, especially against City, because all they need is two opportunities, and that's two goals right there. Honestly, I, I don't hate the I don't hate the Moses idea right back. I mean, he I mean did they've got they've decent. got what's his face right Zapacosta. They have Zapacosta. They have they have Emerson, who's more of a left back. But I also think another problem that you have with Chelsea is they don't really have a clinical striker. Yeah, that's the thing. Morata is just terrible. Like, like, he's, also, Gir- like, he's also come down to earth. Gir- after Giroud, that fast start Giroud sure. is a rich man's Fernando Llorente. He's just a tall guy don't with a big mean. forehead. No, and honestly, Alvaro Morata is way too soft for the Premier League. He, he's just not good he's, in general. He's awful. He's so he needs, bad. He needs, he needs to go play for a mid-table Italian team and score 30 goals a year, and yeah. then we can all yeah. forget about him. If Chelsea had a legitimate striker and go play figured out their defensive situation, <laughs> um, they'd be they'd be a lot better positioned than they Yeah, because right they've got good wingers and midfielders, but... Yeah. There's not many players that I'm like scared for when I see the ball coming their way because you know that they're just going to take such a bad touch and probably like mess up the finish. But I always feel that way with Alvaro Morata. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm confident. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, on the other hand, Willian, I, I am always afraid when he has the ball. He's just too fast, too. Uh, most un- I've said this so many times on the podcast. He is the most underrated player in the Premier League. I, yeah, I completely yeah. 100%, 100% agree with that. Yeah. I think I mean I've got my opinion about who the most underrated player in the Premier League. Well, we yeah, we'll talk about that in the yeah. rankings. Just, just a minute, I guess. He, he uh, Yeah, we we were all waiting <laughs> for that, but Christian will have more on that. Let's shift over to the even crazier game that happened yesterday. Uh, oh, two days ago now. I'm I'm losing track of days at this point. But United Arsenal, man. First off, I, I have I have so I have so many things to say about Jose Mourinho, and I do on every time we come on here. But I'm not I'm not I'm kind of gonna I, I'm I, gonna stick away from that. Can I say something first? Yes, Marcus Rojo might just be 
be just about the worst player I've seen in the Premier League in a long <laughs> that, time. That's my first transgression. He's so awful. He's <laughs> oh man. How oh. how how does one come to the determination that not only do you put Marcus Rojo in, but for it to be his first time in the Premier League this year against a team in Arsenal who hasn't lost in twenty times, yeah, who hasn't lost You've in twenty appearances, Lacazette has Lacazette and Aubameyang, and they're and they're flying off a huge win in a derby on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I made no sense. There's no logical sense behind it. The only thing that was logical about his lineup was putting Bai for the first time yeah. since World War II. For the game. Pogba was dropped. Lukaku, Lukaku. was dropped. Uh, I, I, they had, I they don't even get me started. The, the, the midfield was Matic, Herrera. Yeah, no Fellaini. Herrera no Fellaini. almost saved that goal, though. But he did. Ma- Matic and Herrera, it's just... <laughs> The, I mean, the way that that Arsenal what? midfield has been playing this year, Lucas Torreira, get, yeah. Lucas Torreira is going to turn out to be the signing of the season in the Premier yeah. League. In yeah. my Where's opinion, and like, me, me, and I was texting Furlong about this no less than a day ago, and for, Fred must have died or something. <laughs> he has to have died. <laughs> he, I don't know where he is. He didn't even make the. He he's, didn't even make the team. He's pulling a Nathaniel. Yeah, Klein. He, could, he couldn't even bump Scott oh, McTominay from the bench. <laughs> That's the worst part. Of that. <laughs> Mourinho is in love with this guy. That's Scott he really, Oh my god, he brings he brings nothing to the table. Big Tomlinson. I, 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 I mean, nothing, I, mean I, will, I will say this. I will say this in McTominay's defense. Sometimes it's hard for uh, casual fans to see what a player is doing in training and why a manager is so in love with a player. As Spurs fans have been baffled have... for the last two years about why Musa Sissoko kept getting in week after oh. week after week, and now all of a sudden he's playing out of his mind. Because Pochettino saw it, but that's all I'll say about that. Anyway, I don't care. But, when, but when you have close to zero talent, <laughs> and you have yeah, a guy in Fre- yeah. talent, and you have a guy in Fred, who you paid fifty-two million. I don't know what the metric is at this point. You paid fifty-two million dollars for him over the summer, and you won't even put him in the lineup. There's a quote today from Mourinho. He says, "Once we figure out things defensively, then we'll get him back in." You have nothing going for you offensively beside Anthony Martial, who is a god. And you need to score goals at some point. And instead, you're starting Matic, who's been god-awful this year. Yeah. Herrera's atrocious in himself. I, I hate Ander Herrera. I, I, you can't even get me started. He Anytime he has a chance to go forward, he just holds the ball in the midfield, waits and makes a five-yard pass back and thinks everything is good because he reset play. So what are you what are you trying to do offensively with those two in the lineup? The only thing that made me happy about this game is Jesse Lingard scoring because I love the guy to death, even though I don't think he belongs in the starting eleven. His celebrations are awesome. Yeah. Th- that, that's like my fi- that's like my only good part about United. And right I think now, he definitely belongs in the starting eleven right now at United because I I don't I disagree. I I think he's who, been one who, of the best who players. Who would you on prefer in the starting well, eleven? Well, it, it, the thing is, it depends what formation they play because they changed the formation yesterday. They put they put I believe it's Rashford and Lingard. Uh, it, they played a weird form. They played a three five two yesterday. Yeah. I think when they've been playing like a four three two one for, or a four yeah four three two like one three, for most four, of the year. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. It was like yeah, it was, it was a weird formation, but it was kind of Martial, Lingard, and Rashford interchanging up top. Yeah, I, I think. Listen, I mean, you you can't go wrong with either Rashford or Lingard. I. I Think, and and ha- yeah, no. Well, I I think Martial's a mainstay. Obviously, in oh, yeah. he's been their best player by a landslide. But you have Martial. I would you need Lukaku in there with the style that they play with. Yeah, pretty much parking the bus and trying to play forward in the air. And I guess yeah. I mean Rashford or Lingard's fine. Lingard hadn't scored in a long time, which was has Valencia been 
starting because I know he wasn't. In the he was. He was on the bench for that. Yeah, game. yeah. And, and, I think and he's one of the. They best started Darmian yesterday, who is just an atrocity. Himself, uh, another but... takeaway from that game um, is uh, Rob Holding having oh, that yeah. really that he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been playing very well for yeah. Arsenal this season, and their back line has been very good. Despite the fact that Socrates and Mustafi aren't very good, hey, Socrates just got an inform card. Right, Rob Rob Holding has been has been fantastic for them this year. He's fantastic at the weekend against Spurs. That's going to be something to watch for Arsenal. If I mean they're going to keep scoring goals, but Kalashnikov and Bellerin aren't great defenders. Yeah, I think they're they're good going Kalashin- forward, but they're not great defenders. So it be the you start to worry about just Socrates and Mustafi back there if they don't have Rob Holding. So that, that, that's something they, to look at going forward for Arsenal. They also have Monreal and... Monreal's awful. I, I don't yeah, like I'm him, but they do... He is a... Bellerin, Bellerin is... N- Bellerin is mo- one of the more overrated players yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. But they also... They're going to get Koscielny back from injury sometime true. this year. I, I, I will... I that's that's going to become of the utmost importance as getting... Kashiani back as fast as possible now that Holding's out. Because Holding was doing very well as a replacement for Kashiani. I'll say this about Arsenal. Um, Emery, I think his biggest problem at PSG was obviously defensively things just collapsed so quickly mm-hmm. for him, even though he kind of got off to a decent start on that side. But I think, I think yeah, I mean, they, I, I think honestly, I could very well see Arsenal unraveling. Like you said, if losing I, Holding is a big one, but that was the big thing for for think, Emery at PSG is the defense unraveled and he's been able to keep it together for now but I think uh, I think I, I think what you could see if the the way in in my mind that if Arsenal unravels I don't I don't think that they will to their credit to yeah. Emery's credit okay. I think the way that they unravel is if Aaron Ramsey starts to like Aaron Ramsey's been missing out on minutes a lot um for It's cuz he's leaving. Yeah, cuz cuz he's leaving. Mm-hmm. But if Aaron Ramsey's not playing and he's out of form, then all of a sudden he's he's their best midfielder in my opinion. Their best their best creative midfielder. And I think if if he's not really? pl- Ram- yes. Intr- that's, uh, I, I, I do genuinely think that he's their best creative midfielder. But I like. I think the biggest threat to Arsenal right now is that I, Lacazette gets out of form. Yeah, I think Lacazette and Aubameyang going out of form is. is I don't think you're going to see both of them go out of form. I don't think you're going to see both of them go out of form. I, 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 no, I think that's the of beauty of having both of them. Aubameyang, uh, yeah. well, no, Lacazette was. He didn't do that well last year. He was out of form, I think, for most of the season. But. With Aubameyang there, they'll still be able to score goals. But yeah. with both of them... I don't think goal scoring is ever going to be a problem for them. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. That's, they just have so many saying. creative players. That's we don't even saying. talk yeah. about Mkhitaryan at all, yeah. who has been... I think he's been great. He's been uh, he's, awesome for them. Yeah. And one of the worst moves we've seen last year is the Sanchez for yeah. Mkhitaryan. And, 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 and I, yeah, and well, I, don't, I don't think that goal scoring is ever going to be Arsenal's problem. I think it's going to be the the back line, if holding... That, is, that's my main thing. Like, if they if losing holding, I mean, it'll be... In, because so- Socrates and Mustafi are, are not that good. They're they're like decent, but they're slow. So like they'll they'll be fine against mid and low table teams. But like when you're playing yeah. Liverpool, like Liverpool are gonna. I mean, they didn't. De- they did a pretty good job against Liverpool. But but Holding was playing right. Yeah. Yeah. Holding did a very. I I remember watching that game. Holding was great, and Socrates and Mustafi were okay because they were supporting Holding. Do you, Do you think we see a formation change possibly? I think from you're going to have to because I mean, listen. You, you, I, I think, think they're going to need more numbers back. What, for what, sure. the, what, the, what they did in that game was they brought in Licksteiner and he played as one of the back three. Yeah. And that's not a great role for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll it'll be interesting to see how Emery unfolds. And yeah, I think you're going to have to go to, back to a back yeah, four. We need to get to the ESPN FC 100, which 
I don't think we le- I left enough time for this because I think we could talk for an hour about this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll start with you guys. Category by category. Biggest. Yeah. All right. We could. I, I mean, I, we no, could no, do that, yeah. but uh, the, <laughs> the main like ones we have to skip to because they, they did a pretty good job with everything. Obviously, Sergio Ramos, we're, we're always going to disagree on where he belongs. There. I think that, that, that's just a fact of the matter. Of he that. is yep. a terrible defender. Yeah, I, I mean, Ooh, I think Liverpool. I, I don't think I know. I, I, it's not just Liverpool. No, I every agree with every you. time I agree he gets you. beaten by an attacking player, he'll try and injure them. Whether it's yanking out their arm, elbowing them in the head, just cleating mm. them. Throwing this I, to I, the don't, ground. I don't think it's safe to say he's a terrible defender. No. I, I th- okay, so I think he is a a good defender, but he's certainly not number one. And anytime, okay, he that's gets, what I wanted to hear. I, yeah, I think you, he went, gets, you went from terrible to good. Uh, I, I think very quick. As he gets in like saved. terrible, as in like terribly overrated. I think he's probably he's he might make be the tenth best defender, but I wouldn't put him any higher than nine. Uh, I have him in my in my opinion. I don't think he's any lower than three. Uh, I I don't I think he's any lower than three. Agree. I think he's three behind Varane and Godin, but I th- I don't think he's any lower than that. Hot take right now. I think that Koulibaly and Van Dyke are and Godin are the best uh, center backs in the world. If, 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 you got, if, some, if, you got if, some big homerism for if, Van Dyke, oh, man. man if, really Van, if Van Dyke had Van cost Dyke, seventy million, seventy five million pounds, no, nobody no, would know his name. No, 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 no. Van Dyke. I kind of agree if, with if that. He, he, was still I a he has outrun Sterling. You, Sterling's if, one if, of the fastest Premier League players. Okay, he outra- he's fast. Yes, but he's that not doesn't quick. make you a good. Defender. No, no, no. In addition to every other, as soon as he came to Liverpool, that back line on set pieces just holds. The amount of times that they—that's coaching. Yeah, but I mean, Van that's Dyke, also that's Van also Dyke's can be credited presence, to Ali Son. No, it was or, even before Ali organizes the back line. It was even before it was last season too. If, right? if Liverpool, if Liverpool hadn't missed out on a center back in the summer transfer window, if they had spent thirty-eight million dollars and outbids Spurs for Davinson Sanchez, Virgil Van Dyke would still be toiling away in obscurity at Southampton, and he wouldn't even sniff the top ten. No, that's just so. Wow. I feel like he would have gotten bought at some. point. He would have gotten bought no. over the summer by it's somebody just, outside. He's of He's so good in every aspect of the game. He's he's great at heading. He puts in great balls into the box. I know you've been raving about Harry Kane's uh, long passing ability. Van Dyke has that same long Van passing Dyke ability. Yeah. Um, it's just his presence is just it changes the whole. It just changed everything for Liverpool. All right, as soon as he came. Well, let's let's get to our issues with this list because I know we don't have a ton of time right, left. Uh, but the way, the yeah, well, Christian, what, what were you? My gonna... my biggest issue uh, with the list is not any of the players, but it's the managers. Um, Mauricio Pochettino being seventh in yes. the world with yeah, behind was... behind uh, Sari and Allegri. They're judging Sari off like. Three months. months? Well, he, he did do really well with Napoli last season. I don't season. care. It's, but it's yeah, it's oh, completely. I think Pochettino needs. I think I think Pochettino needs to be at worst five. I would I I would say four. I think he's a better manager than Deschamps, but I think you got to give Deschamps a little credit because he won the World Cup. Um, so I wouldn't I mind mean, if he were have. fifth. Also, oh, we we gonna talk about how uh, I don't I, I don't I'm not even entirely sure on the pronunciation of this guy, but Tite is that is that yeah, right? Yeah, Tite. How is he number nine? Explain that to me. You have all the talent in the world at Brazil, and I, I, I think you can't even be considered in the top ten unless you're no. in the World Cup. No. That that was bad in itself. Personally, I think, other than that, Ancelotti was a little high. Um, sorry, definitely high. I think Tuchel, he, he, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not you, there, there's a lot of variation you could do, I think, in the bottom five of this list. I, I think the top five kind of numbers itself 
Um, besides, sorry. I, 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 also, I also think that um, you should probably flip uh, Simeone and Klopp yeah, other than that. Yes, I, that, was my, that was my next thing. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Simeone is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think I, th- I think I think Simeone might. I think Simeone is the best manager in the world, but you can't knock yeah. Pep. That was no, no, no. I, it's you funny. Can't, you Pep can't. Is, that is exactly what I was. You like, can't. You can't exactly knock Pep, up, Pep off number one. I have no problem with Pep being number one on this list. Yeah, but I think is. Simeone probably is the best manager in the world, so I think he should be number two, because <sighs> Pep deserves number one. And I also, um, not to double down on Spurs here, but. I'm looking at the 8th, ninth, and 10th wingers that they have on this list. Usmane okay. Dembele, Marco Royce, and Douglas Costa. Not a single one Marco, of them. Marco Royce is phenomenal. Not a single one of them are fit to shine Sun Young Men's boots. Ivan <laughs> <laughs> Perisic also really high on this list. Yeah, yeah Ivan Perisic is very high that, on that, that That's based on, I, that's, World that's World on, World that's on the World Cup. I, I, don't World mind Cup. Him, I don't mind him being on the list. I mind him being four on the list. D- Douglas Costa, he's... Douglas Costa. He's got a lot of skill. I love his talent. I love. He's got I a ton. Of, he's got a ton of talent, but yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't do anything. But with him. It. But I think also, him and William are also his problem is swingers. he's another guy who's been completely underutilized D- everywhere. D- he's been. Douglas, Douglas Costa and William are more stars of the YouTube highlight track than an actual no, match. I, because they think do, like they have like incredible every, talent and skill, but then like you look at the results, underutilized. Like, like because, they, part of it, Douglas Costa comes off the bench pretty much every game for he Juventus. Needs, he needs to and go he, somewhere, and else. he, nev- so, so, he never really started at Bayern Munich either. So, so if he comes off the bench every week, why is he in the top ten in the world? Because I think I think ESPN is seeing through his. I think they're seeing his talent. Yeah. I mean, but, but I think his talent. Like, but, but it's not. It's not like he's a young gun with a ton of potential. He's twenty eight. But I, I think if he was in the starting, I think if he was in the starting eleven at Juventus, he would be. He but he go to the should Premier be. League, honestly, he should just go go to like West Ham, for example, <laughs> to, to throw one out. Uh, I mean, Polish Polish Shakiri, go go to honestly. What, what did he go? He went to where did he go? Stoke, Stoke City, Stoke yeah, City, and yeah. then ended up back at Liverpool. Yeah, honestly. At this point, he should he should just go somewhere else. He's he's not he, whatever. Luke, do you like Salah's ranking? Um, I hated that by the way. I think. Let me look. I think I I was okay with it. He was seventh I, he, on here, wide forwards. forwards. No, wide forwards. forwards. He was on forwards. Which yeah, first off, forwards, the, the, dis- the distinction forwards. is poor because if, if you're forwards. the distinction no. is poor in itself because if we're considering Sadio Mane the best winger in the world, then yeah, that's, that's a problem in itself. Sadio Mane is great, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm, he's yeah. a great winger, but that's, that's fair. Y- you don't you don't think about he's not you don't think about the best wingers in the world. The thing is. They literally just put like all the best players in the world. They just threw them under forwards, like yeah. Mbappe, Salah, <laughs> should, should yeah. and they're, and they're, I was so confused. With their Mbappe's, 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 Mbappe's a winger. Like yeah. he's yeah. so clearly it's, a winger. It's, so they listed and him five a winger. On like it's, it didn't make any sense. I don't think. I, I also don't consider Hazard a forward personally. Yeah, ha- I know oh, he. he was, I know he can play yeah. that role and kind of did a little bit last year. But I can. I've always considered him a winger. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm. I think. I think Salah's back to the Salah problem. Here's my problem with this ranking because you look at the other categories. We're, let's talk about Ivan Perisic, for example. We're basing his ranking entirely off the World Cup. Yeah, you can't put Salah at seven on this list after the year he had. That that's my main Do you point. Want it higher? Are you saying? Yes, I think he should be higher. I, th- on I, this think, list. I think I think I don't think he should be on that list. I think he should be a winger, and I think he should be number two. I think it should yeah, be you know Mbappe what? I was, lo- I was looking at I was looking okay. at last. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I think they that's should fine. Both be okay, winners. if you're gonna if you're gonna make that yeah. the case, then yeah. then I can agree with that. I, yeah, I, I would personally, agree. if we're ba- because this list from I, I kind of get mixed signals off this, but this list seems like it's basing it entirely off the seasons that they had. Okay, yeah. not Wait. talent itself. Just just and if we're basing it off the seasons, I'd put. I would put Salah ahead of Mbappe. Well, Salah had the best season well, in yes. soccer M- last year. Mbappe, Mbappe delivered great. the World yes, Cup. Yes, he was the World Cup, but show. again, we're talking about an entire club season the as thing opposed is, to 
what two months ago. I, 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 and, and I th- that's where I make. I think that that's fair, but I think I think they should be one and two wingers. Yes, uh, but clearly. I think I think if Salah if Salah had won something, if I, Liverpool, I, I yeah, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I know it's I know it's kind of unfair, but if Liverpool had won something. With Salah, or if like, Salah that was Sergio Ramos completely like, single-handedly won the, or if Salah had pulled Egypt beyond their ex, if he pulled them out of the group and won a round of sixteen match, but Mbappe won League One and oh, the World not, Cup. Well, League One, League I know, but it's, it's, but it's he, a joke. I know, but he won Farmers the league. league. Salah people, people would be killed on PSG if they didn't win League One. All right, well, he won the World Cup. He was the best player at the I, World and Cup. I, I get, I get it, and that's yeah, why it happened too. He was the best player at the World Cup once every four years. But Salah was the best. Player in club throughout the entire through, what what is that? And I don't even know how long the season's considered, but is it the nine month, ten month season? Yeah, as opposed to two months for Mbappe. And Mbappe's great at PSG. I'm I'm I feel like I'm kind of trashing and, him for and, no reason because he's a great player. Yeah, but if we're basing this entirely off 2018, I have to give it to Salah. Also, Firmino's not listed as a striker, right? He's he's in the same category. I I actually don't think Firmino deserves to be up here. And and I um, also I'd also like to make one more quibble with the strikers list. Lukaku is sixth on the list. Yeah, yeah he sixth. shouldn't be on the list. And Chiro Mobile isn't on the list and should be in the top five. I, I think everyone knows my biggest problem with the list is Harry Kane being number one striker. Well, it's just yeah. a, it's I've a been, joke. I've it's been telling joke. you for years he's the, guy's he's the not, best striker in the and world. And I could literally Suarez is better, Sergio Aguero is better, and I'd say Cavani is probably better too. My biggest problem. I yeah. also think I also think Suarez was a little high this year. I at think four Suarez for was this low. year. I think for if we're again if we're basing it off twenty eighteen. Because yeah. that that's why I get well, missed signals with this yeah. list because that's the thing. they, they, shoot, they put of... Perisic so high based off two months of the World Cup, but then yeah. they're basing some of this off talent. And then again with me. the William and Douglas Costa thing, they're basing that on like potential. Yeah, exactly. So like I, I look at Lewandowski and I think he should be higher on this list personally. I think he should. I think you could have swapped him and Suarez. Lukaku definitely too high and probably shouldn't even be on the list personally. And mm. that's coming from a United fan himself. Icardi is just way too low. Way too low. He Icardi's should, yeah, too low, I, I and agree. Mertens and is not on this list. And I will scream is... till I die about how Chiro Mobley scored 41 goals yeah. in 47 games last season for Lazio and isn't even on the top 10. That's, that's just a travesty, honestly. It's atrocious. I, the Italian league is so it's many good strikers. In Serie, yeah. and it's, it's, well, who are we talking it's about a, that you said should go to Lazio and just score 40 goals? Avaro Morata. <laughs> so so here, here's, oh, where, here's gonna... where I'll get you for a contradiction here. If, if you're going to say Alvaro Morata should go and um, no, would I'm score saying, 40 I'm, goals, no, should Alvaro, we keep him on this list? Alvaro Morata's game is more suited to the Italian league because yes. the center backs in the Italian yes, league okay. are soft. That, that's fair, but if, if Alvaro Morata mm, went to Lazio and scored 35, 40 goals, should he be on this list then? Yeah, because yeah, you're going to argue in yeah. Mobley's okay. case. Okay, yeah. okay. I just just want just want yeah. just well, want to clarify. The just thing want to is, clarify that. I think his game is better suited for the Italian league, but I still don't think he's a 35, 40. Goal well, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he Thought, would. I don't think I he think would he score, score forty. Maybe I don't think he would that. score forty-one goals in forty-seven matches. But are we going? Son, son's omission. Son, son, yes, son okay. should be in the top ten, but Christian I'm not going to let that go. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no. I'm not allow. I'm not gonna allow you to let that go. I, I want to hear. All right, I want to legitimately floor. hear what you, where if, you think about this. If, if, Luke, floor. if Son were Brazilian or Spanish, he would be starting every week at a super club, and ev- mm-hmm. nobody would stop talking about how great he was. Absolutely. About how he's one can, of the great. Yeah, there, there, there's re- if he were the exact yeah. same player, nothing about his game changed except he were Brazilian or Spanish. Oh, a hundred or, or, or even anything or European, even anything, anything, anything European, European. American. Anything no. European or South American. It's Christian's one hundred percent right. So wh- where would you have him on this list then? I, 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 I would, think I would have him as a winger, and I would probably have him in the six to ten range. I would. Honestly, I, I think I think you could argue him. 
With here's the thing, I'm I'm scrapping Perisic with with the wingers that are on this list. Like if he doesn't have to compete with people who are wingers but aren't on the wingers list, like Mbappe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If he's with these guys, he should probably he might crack like six or five. I I even think you can make an argument for. Actually, no, I'd say five because we push Asensio up, drop Perisic from this list, yeah. Yeah. and put Son right in between him and Willian. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think he slots in just ahead of Willian, and I think Willian probably has more dynamic skill, but Son just finds the net That's all true. the time. Um, like, like Willian's, like Willian's going to blaze past any fullback and going to do some cool tricks, but Son just he's scores. Like, he's like Kane. He's not necessarily as flashy, but right. he'll, he, he'll, just he can put scores. the ball in the net. Which is, like... That entire front four for Spurs, are like that. Like, yeah. Deli Alley, Christian Eriksen. Eh, not necessarily like, But, but, but Deli Alley's flashy in a personality. He's not, like, if you watch him play, he doesn't play that flashy. He just finds the yeah. right spot. He puts in headers. He, de- like, like, they're not, it's not Outlet. a flashy yeah. front four. I mean, uh, just to get back to Christian's so well point, there's, there's actually a lot of research that backs the bias towards Brazilian, Spanish, Argentinian. Oh, just, there's no doubt. As there's long no as doubt. if you're for, like, for example, look at Alvaro Morata. If just you, because he's Spanish, he's playing for Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a terrible, terrible player. If 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 Son were French, Spurs yeah. would have been able to sell him for more than they sold Gareth Bale for. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oof. They got a, they got a hundred million for Gareth Bale. No, they <sighs> they got they got seventy million for Gareth Bale. It was a hundred million. I mean, I guess I guess in today's market, maybe. But I, I mean, I don't know. A, a few other things about this list. First, um, goalkeeping. I, w- I want to take a look at that for a sec. Mm-hmm. I thought Ederson at six was a little high, personally, just because I think he I, really? he doesn't have I to. Know. I just don't think he has to do anything at I, City, and I, I, agree I think he gets that. I think he gets overvalued in I, that regard. I don't think yeah. so. I I agree with the fact that he has to. He he does little at City. But he is—he is a very good keeper. Also, I think Ter Stegen should have been a little higher. I think people don't think he does as much because his like save numbers are lower. But because he's an incredible sweeper, so he doesn't have to make saves. I'll I'll give you that. He's got great feet. I'll give you that. Um, But I love Allison at four. Thoughts on O Block at two? Uh, It's low. Yeah, really. O Block should be number one. O Block's the best keeper. I I can't. Oh, I mean, just based on De Gea's World Cup, his form this season, I think O Block deserves the number one position. But dude, De Gea, De Gea, if they don't, if United doesn't have De Gea, you can convince they me that they. This week. that yeah. I agree with that. Not, not only this week, you can convince me they finish outside the top seven in the Premier League without I, him. Yeah, I don't think year. I don't think De Gea is finish. any lower than two. But yeah. I think he's made enough high-profile mistakes I, as I of late. I think one, I don't think Courtois five. is number three. That's I think I think you I think put that, either Ter Stegen or Allison. Uh, so number three. What it, what exactly is the criteria for this list? Is it Agreed. based off le- what what is exactly the criteria? I don't know. Are we basing it off of performance? T- they really need to let And that, and what perf- like are we are we also including the first 3 months of this season? Is it just 2018 the year? Look, yeah, I mean, I mean so Taylor Navas shouldn't be Taylor, That's my I, I think okay. I think Taylor Navas at ten, I think is low because he's yes. better. He's a better keeper than Courtois. He's better than Courtois. Taylor Navas Taylor is the Navas, most disrespected goalkeeper he, in the world, and I'm glad that he actually That's said why I want something West about to get him. him. Honestly, Taylor Navas should leave, and he should just prove how good he is because he he was literally the reason like that Liverpool. Him and Gareth, I mean, him, Gareth Bale, and Sergio Ramos were the reason Liverpool did not win yes. Champions League. He made phenomenal saves. Sergio Ramos also, also people, injured their two best players. People forget that Costa Rica finished top eight in the World Cup yeah. solely because of him yeah. in 2014. Uh, he, he is, 
He's so underrated. I, he's because much he's better than Courtois. Honestly, he's short and he's I, from Costa Rica. There, exactly. There's I a bias against ke- keepers who are short, and there's also a bias against non. I also to 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 make Belgians to let everybody now. listening know that I am not a homer. I would like to point out another mistake with this list that Hugo Lloris at eight is too high. He's not a top ten keeper in the world. He's a top. Mm. He's an elite. He might be the best shot best. stopper. Yeah. In the world, but he's I don't know. horrible at distribution. He makes mistakes. Not, he's bad at distribution. Mistake. He's not, not. He's not bad at distribution. Not like he misplaces a pass every now and then. Awful. Very consistently well, I, awful. I, here, I still I, think. I still I think he cracks. The I'll top actually. 10 I'll, I'll actually give you that because I'll, with your argument for O Block at one, De Gea is not a good distributor yeah. by any means, like, and like, has he, has actually cost United a few yeah. games this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, like, so. like, like, like being a keeper okay. is an I can all around that argument. It's an all around thing. It's not just being a shot stopper. David Hay is the best shot stopper in the world. Hugo Lloris is a phenomenal shot stopper. Mm. But it's about more than that. It's about organizing back line. It's about distributing. I think Hugo Lloris gets overrated because he happens to be the number one keeper on France, even though. Any French keeper would have won the World Cup as the keeper, mm-hmm. and he's the and he happens to be the captain for France and Spurs. I think that's what he's overrated. We do have to wrap this up, so I will now open up the floor to any final thoughts. I'll start with you, Evan, because I feel like you haven't been able to get a word in in a while. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk mostly MLS. Uh, do you guys want to give predictions for Champions League games yes, at all? Yeah, that, yeah. Thank not? you for reminding me about that. Let, let's do that. The two big groups this week that I, most most of things are figured out, but. Uh, Tottenham's group with Inter, Barcelona. I believe it's Barca's through for sure. I believe Bar- Barca have already won. And, yeah. and Inter, it's battle for Inter and Tottenham for second. Tottenham is playing Barcelona. That's in Spain, yeah. correct? Yeah. And the other group is Liverpool. Uh, live. Be- I believe they're all three. All top three teams are still in play there between Liverpool, PSG, yeah. and yes, I think who is was, was uh, the other team? Uh, Napoli. Napoli. Napoli, right? Think, would, but PSG, it's very hard for them to yeah, not make it. Yeah. It's between think, Liverpool and Napoli, I think. Really. I think ultimately in that group you're going to see um, PSG and Napoli, or not Napoli, PSG and Liverpool go through. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to say three one Liverpool at I, home. I, th- I think it might. I think I don't know that they're going to score three, but I don't think they have they, to win they, by two. They have to win by two. Yeah. I think I think two 0 is probably a more likely result. I I, I think Napoli's going through personally in in that group. I, I think they'll be able to, and not that away goals matter, but I think they have the talent to get a feet, one or possibly two away goals at Liverpool. Are the and, away and, goals and, and that, the determining factor? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it'll it'll mask some of the defensive issues they have, and I don't think Liverpool will be able to score enough to handle them personally. That's how yeah. I that, feel. My my biggest fear is the fact that. Salah has not been in scoring form, yes. and neither has Firmino. Yes, that that that's my main concern there. Uh, in Tottenham's, I think I think are they playing I, at Barcelona? Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh. the determining factor is going to be how much rest Valverde wants to give his players because they've got they've got two tough league matches surrounding the game, and they've already won the group. They can't even the fall to second, no matter what the result. But is. you also got to fa- you also got to factor this in. This is going to be. Inter- this is going to be, what, four games in two weeks for Tottenham? Yeah, now? it's going to be four games in two weeks for Tottenham. Tottenham have done a lot of so, rotation. I know they're not going to they, they're not going to want rest. They might get some rest this they're, weekend they're, preparing they're, for they're Barca. They're gonna do, they're the gonna, important fact is they're going to rotate heavily this weekend. At, Inter at is playing, playing for year. their lives at home against PSV. And I mean, I, I think it's. I think. I think if. I think. I, I think the, the, ent- the entire. What's going to determine the entire thing is how much rest Valverde wants to give. Because if he sits, if yeah. he sits Messi, I think Spurs go through. But if he plays I Messi, disagree. there's no way I mean, Spurs go through. Barcelona has so much depth, and the fact that they're home, and I mean, Inter is playing for their lives at home against PSV, who is a far inferior team. Um, so I, I just, I think there's PSV, maybe PSV a five percent. This entire group tough. I know, I know. PSV, I'm not knocking PSV. They're a good team, but 
Don't sleep on my man Chucky Lozano. I don't want I, Spurs to buy <laughs> Chucky Lozano. He he he's a good player, but yeah. I I don't so f- f- maybe five percent chance. Let's that wrap Spurs it up. Let's get through. final predictions, Evan. For those two groups, who's going through? Uh, definitely not Spurs. I'm sorry, Christian. Yeah. I got. I, I I think there's a very small chance. I just say the only way is if there's Valverde obviously ro- a chance. I I, I, th- I think the, I think the only chance, chance is if Valverde rotates. I'm not, if, I'm not if Tottenham wins, question. are they for sure through? They just they have to match Inter's result. Okay. Whatever it is, yeah, oh, because yeah, they have I, the goals over them. Yeah, they yeah. have they have they have, they have the tiebreak. So do you have you um do you have Tottenham going through? I I think I think. What is your realistic prediction? I think a realistic prediction is, uh, I th- <laughs> they're going to break my heart in the most Spurs way possible. <laughs> I think they're going to grind out a draw at the Camp Nou without with Messi sitting watching on the bench, and then Inter are going to score a last minute goal. Okay, Luke, what do you got to go through? Um, I think Inter wins. Tottenham maybe gets maybe a draw, but I honestly. I just I don't think Tottenham's going to win personally. Yeah. I, I think I think they definitely can manage out a draw. I just think also Inter at home against PSV is going to be yeah. Too I much think for I think Inter goes through, um, and then I, I'm I'm betting on Liverpool. I mean, okay, I, I can't not. I, I think, but I think it's realistic. Yeah, that they do I, I go think PSG is for sure going through. They're not losing. If yeah. they lose to Belgrade, then people are going to get fired. Yeah, and a heads, lot of people are going to get fired. I, I think Neymar is done. I think Neymar might quit. The they team would have if to lose, lose to Belgrade, and Liverpool would have to win, even if. Liverpool tied yeah, and they lost to Belgrade. PSG would go okay, through. Yeah, so yeah. I, I got PSG and jeez, who else is I'm blanking on who's in that Inter group? Or and, and Napoli, 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 PSG and Napoli, and I oh. have, I have Inter and Barca. Obviously, yeah, Barca can't yeah. not go. Through. I, I think we'll I, I, just, I, season, I think Napoli Christian. will be able to hand. I I don't think they're going to lose by two goals. I I just don't see it personally. But I mean, all right. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk we'll see. next week. We'll, we'll talk next week for sure. Great episode, guys. Had a lot of fun with this, per usual. And uh, we will be back next week. FUVFC.